excellent life seven steps to great excellent life I want to let you know that even as we go into this particular topic open your spirit man get your pen get your note jot something down because you're gonna be mightily blessed wherever you are those of us watching online get yourself set set and, and steady God is about doing something mighty in your life praise God the Bible said in the book of 2nd Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 it says study to show yourself pleasing to God a workman that does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of what of truth amen Study leads to meditation. Meditation leads to revelation. Revelation leads to revolution. And revolution leads to change. Study leads to revelation. When you study, you discover. Revelation, another word for revelation is discovery. Praise God. Something being revealed to you that before this time has not been revealed. And when you come in the place of revelation, revelation leads you automatically to revolution. Revolution talk about a decisive decision to automatically and almost immediately effecting a change through the mind am i communicating with somebody the bible said be a transformed through the word the renewer of your mind talking about a revolutionary spirit so revolution is a decision you take when you say you have had enough and you need an instant change to situation so revolution brings you to the place of change and you discover that you have gone through one phase to the other and the phase that you arrive in is a place called change these seven major steps is a step that as a believer if you include it even in your Christian life and also in your business environment because what i'm going to be saying here is very important if you apply it in any system it will work for you we all know that god is the beginning of everything am i communicating with somebody for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son god was there in the beginning the Bible call him the Alpha and the Omega. Sometimes some people come with some kind of 
idea that business does not include God and you hear words like no you see you must not bring Christianity into business can I announce to somebody that Christianity is based morals based on a good moral lifestyle what Christianity does to every individual that is born again is it changes your moral understanding it moves you from logical thinker to competent thinker am i communicating with somebody as a born again child of god the way you do things in the past will change why because your moral standards is beginning to change and the bible becomes the foundation on which your morals are built on that's why i tell people i say don't always struggle to tell people you love them just love god you will love people for god so loved he got so drunk with love that he gave his only begotten son because of love so when you love indeed The love must be in the eyes of a logical thinker as a reckless love. Or else, it is not a love from God. God so loved and he gave. And that giving was a reckless one if we are to talk through logical reasoning. You gave the best and the only thing you have because of people you never knew before. Reckless. Your teacher back in school and my teacher we call that a reckless what lifestyle but in it is actually the perfect love the love you would call the unconditional love so when we are able to understand God from this perspective we are we, we, we are able to build on that foundation so it becomes a date to this moral standard the bible becomes our standard not the book you study in school because there is no course called wisdom course in school wisdom is the principle thing the bible said and he said, in all thy getting, get what? Get what? Get what? So wisdom is the base for you to understand. That's why you can be a believer for many years and because you don't have the wisdom of God in you, when you see certain things, you are not able to understand it. Why? Because the wisdom of Elohim is not resident in you. I tell people, I say, it is not enough giving your life to Christ or inviting Jesus into your life that is the first step there are dimensions you must go you must keep moving don't stop many of us stopped at the place of water baptism and you've been at the level of water baptism for 25 years and when they say come as mature believer you will also bounce out too praise God just like when you call crocodile even lizard will come out 
you must keep seeking God. There is no maturity in God. Like you say, oh, I am now matured in God. I have known it all. No, there is no know it all in Christ. We keep knowing every day because no man can exhaust God. So every day you study the word of God, you have a new revelation. That's why you see a preacher can preach one message repeatedly, repeating his message. Why? Because he has no revelation. But some other preacher will come and take one scripture. From that one scripture, he can preach seven different dimensions of message. From that one scripture, that talks about depths of revelation. somebody hearing me so the number one key we are looking at here is meditation Joshua 1 8 God told Joshua that the key to his excellent lifestyle is deep meditation the major key for him to get to that place of living an excellent lifestyle is what is meditation day and night on the word of god are you there he said this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein only in the morning only in the morning once a week twice a month three times a year he said thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou who talks about you, not God. Your breakthrough and your prosperity is no longer in the hands of God. God has released it to you. You have to step into the level of understanding to be able to draw to the present what you need that has been released to you many years ago. He said that thou mayest observe to do according to what so in your study and meditation you begin to discover what God actually wants you to do you take note so you will be noted in life how would you know a book when you've not opened the book how would you know God when you don't even know how his voice sounds so if a scientist should put up you know I tell you very soon the, the cyborg is gonna be taking over everything so if a if a robot talks tomorrow you will say oh it seems like that's the voice of god and another one will talk so you don't even know how his voice sounds or who he is and yet for 30 something years you've been calling him my father a child that doesn't know his parents or his father is perceived as a bastard There is dignity when you know who your father is. There is boldness when you speak because you know of him that is standing behind you. You know those days 
when we are little we will go and look for trouble we'll see somebody that is bigger than us very well i will go and brag before the person and tell the person i will beat you come out and by the time the individual come out we'll run and they chase us you know what we'll do we'll run behind our parents what if you don't have a parent to hide behind life will beat you very well because you have no god so meditate meditation is so serious because in meditation heaven speaks to you and interprets certain things and decodes certain things to you some of us we, we have our blessings already in our hands but they are like a locked box there is no code to open it prophecies is hanging over your head yet no code you will be great you will be rich and mighty you will be this that 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 yet there is no code to open the book of revelation the bible said the scroll was delivered to the servant of god and he said there was nobody capable to read what is written inside what a disaster that your blessing is in your hands yes you can't eat of it so you gotta understand that meditation is a must praise God I tell you when you have meditation you meditate on a thing that's why sometimes when there was there is an incident the Bible say don't be in a haste to speak that's why I tell you don't be quick to reply go back meditate on it there are situations that have come my way that were so difficult to deal with and many times I have always wanted to act and God said to me shh be quiet go and sleep over it you know when somebody said let me sleep over it there is a difference between thinking over it and meditating over it when you think thinking brings questioning meditation reveals revelation did you get that when you say let me go think about it be truthful you go, you went back to question yourself why should you do that but somebody that meditates goes back to say lord speak to me and give me what direction so the next step is what direction divine direction divine direction simply means allow the almighty god to lead you and direct you in your entire life not some part of your life somebody say all all the problem with the church today is that we want him to have part of it and let us also keep part of ourselves even when you sing the song 
take all of me take all of me the truth of the matter is that it's only your one tie that you gave to god every other part you are the chief of your life and you keep it for yourself you decide how it happens you decide what goes on so divine direction simply means allowing god to be the director of your life affairs when you run around to ask people what do you think have you bothered to ask god what's the mind of god you want to venture into a business you want to start up a thing you want to go into a field that you have no authority over the first person to consider or to consult is god because you've meditated upon it you've gotten revelation but now you need divine direction to go about what you saw or heard in your time of meditation Are you catching this his desire to lead you into the path of excellence is something that god enjoys to do in the book of first kings chapter 8 verse 1 and 2 first kings 8 verse 1 and 2 we'll see a story about a woman and elijah praise god and when the lord blessed everything that has to do with his servant solomon he said, then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto King Solomon in Jerusalem that they might bring up the ark of the word of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David. Praise God, which is in Zion. So, verse number two. And all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto King Solomon at the feast. The Mount Itahim, which is the seventh Mount. This was a direction on how the ark will be brought back. Everything needs orderliness. Anything that is not in order, God is not there. I went to a church sometime to preach. Like, I will be preaching, people will be crossing, crisscrossing my front. I say, Jesus. The pastor will be on, on his phone chatting. I say, what a church. Is this a church or a community gathering? Disorderliness. Check anywhere you find disorderliness, God is not there. But the Bible says, for let there be orderliness. When there is orderliness, you find that. That's why if I, one of the things that irritates me when I'm preaching is when I'm preaching that it's some kind of noise. It cuts me off. Even this keyboard playing right now. If someone that is not connected to the realm of the spirit be playing those keys, I will know. It will be cutting me off. That's how deep it is. Somebody say, I hear you. 
God will give you divine direction that will lead you to your breakthrough and success and prosperity. All you need to do is to, is to follow that that he has commanded you to do. In all things, seek the face of God. You know, those days when we're growing up as believers, young believers, there is something that is so common about us. You will always hear somebody ask you, say, have you sought the face of God concerning this matter? But do you know that today, we don't say that again. We don't. Nobody wants to really seek the face of God. We only go to God when it, it didn't work out for us. We now remember. It'd be like, say, I will now go back to God. Because we keep God as the secondary opinion in our lives. Some of us, our, our, our friends, the place where we kept them is where God is supposed to be. When A is about to happen, you run to your friend. Um, Elizabeth, please, can you advise me on this thing? And Elizabeth is not a believer. Elizabeth is not even a commander in that field. When Elizabeth gives you German advice, by the time you apply it, it blows back. You will run to pastor. Pastor, you need to pray. If only people in the church, believers, would only understand and flow in obedience. Somebody say obedience. It will cut so much prayer points. The reason why we, we, we struggle is because we break protocol. We don't allow God to give us that direction to tell us how to move from one face to the other this is not just about pastor or church alone no in your personal life it's not even every job that you see they pay so much that is good for you oh the job they are paying so much wow not every door is an open door indeed there are some doors is the mouth of a lion or a crocodile waiting immediately you enter it will close and you can't go out again hallelujah are you there with me the next one is mentoring mentoring ask God to give you someone you can learn from follow as an example in your life that should be your personal search in you any man you cannot honor don't follow him Because it will bring a curse upon you. Any pastor you can't obey, stay away. Any pastor that looks too small for you, be careful. Am I communicating with somebody? In the place of success, mentorship is a must. 
you must be mentored or else you will turn around to be a tormentor and become a mentilator in the eyes of people you know mentilators you don't put them in the eyes because it's very hot but what does mentorship do to you mentorship helps you to scrape out those things in your body that is not needed sometimes you think you need them but in the place of mentorship you are told no you don't need it moses mentored joshua joshua never said no your days are gone this is now my time the new generation exodus 24 verse 13 moses played the role of a mentor to joshua every father wants their sons or daughter to do better than them any father that doesn't want his son or his daughter to do better than him is a wizard and he said unto the elders tarry here here for us until we come again unto you and behold aaron and Hor are with you if any man have any matter to do let him come unto them praise god in the place of mentorship you hear things that ordinary members in the church don't hear you see things that ordinary people in the church can't see in the place of mentorship is a sign that you are ready to take the mantle but you must go through the process of being mentored the reason why we experience so much disorderliness is because people don't want to be mentored pastors don't want to serve it's not everybody that is approved to go and open church God didn't send every pastor you see out there to open the church there are keys when you look at a man there are keys of things you must see that proves that God has sent him to run a mission a ministry that will be for another day if you don't see those things ask him well about himself you'll find out that he broke out from the church where he was before he's under rebellion and rebellion causes so much because you see all these things i'm talking about now is level one stage to another and by the time some of us come to the place of divine direction we can't cross we will be there struggling because we can't give in and paraventure god helping we cross divine direction able to conquer it allow god to direct us we come to the place of mentorship and in mentorship you don't choose your pastor am i talking to somebody you are not the one to choose your man of god god said in the book of jeremiah said i will give you pastors after my heart So some persons are under 
the wrong people for the wrong reason is a church does not mean that god didn't call the man of god call him but that's not your man of god praise god are you still there elijah mentored elisha elisha was older than elijah very very well first kings 19 verse 16 you reading down first kings 19 16 elisha was so old that he had started losing hair when he went under elijah to to serve under him and jehu the son of nimshi shouts thou anoint to be king over israel and elisha the son of shaphat of abel metahor shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room instruction anoint this one as king then this one anoint him to take over from you in the place of mentorship age is useless that's the problem many cannot the reason why many can't be blessed in today's movement as church because they believe that you must be older than them in everything for you to talk and to give them direction we must be smart and be wise that the devil uses these things as a weapon to sway our hearts hallelujah are you ready for the next the next locate your calling the bible tells us that there are diversities of gifts and calling first corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 to 31 first corinthians 12 1 to 31 there are diversities of gifts and calling the gifts you you operate is the gift that god has called you in but you must first of all locate it understand it having the gift you are allowed to operate as the lord grants you grace praise god find out what you can do with enthusiasm interest and fulfillment don't struggle because anywhere you struggle you are not gifted there if you are called as a sanctuary keeper you are gifted you are gifted there that is your calling if you are called as a preacher you will preach the signs shall follow this signs shall follow them that believe and the bible says, by their fruit you shall know them one of the good things your mentors do in your life as a mentor the great thing that happens in, in you is that he looks at you and God opens his eye to know where you are called and he gives you direction to fit in there. All these years, even after giving my life, surrendering my life to Jesus, 1994, July 13th, I never understood where i was called where my calling reside 
not until 2005 what did i say 2005 see how many years so pastor what were you doing all those times those times i was working on myself but today you have people that will give their life to christ today and in three weeks time just like the way chicken is is harvested here in canada you eat three days four days old chicken praise god and the next thing they want to jump on the pulpit they want to say thus said the lord no god is a god of principle you must understand the area in which you are called and function there consistently and you will make headway and progress praise god are you ready for the next one the next one is accountability there is no accountability praise god when a person is not allowed them is not allowing themselves to really believe that they can account for what they do even every one of us will give account on that day the bible said when we appear before the lord most high so it is also that system has not broken even in the church today we have to give account praise god we are there is no accountability there is no responsibility accountability is a sense of responsibility you must stay under authority of some mature minister and, and or a pastor and be accountable to them praise god obey them that have rules over you the bible says submit yourselves for they watch over your soul hebrews 11 hebrews 13 verse 17 hebrews 13 verse 17 they watch over your soul say obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch over your souls as they must give account are you seeing that have you ever read anywhere in the scripture that the congregation must give account of the pastor that tells you the responsibility that the pastor has he will give account of himself and he will give account of everybody under him that's why when somebody comes to me and say you know god has called me i say really I say yes i say all right no problem am i to stop you for what who am i because when god is calling you i was not there I can't tell you no god didn't call you but know it that the calling to ministry is not the calling to come and enjoy yourself it's not the calling to come and sit down and enjoy and be served it's a calling of service and accountability even as a believer that you surrender your life to christ you must give account of how you live that life praise god he said they watch over your souls as they that must give account that they may do it with joy when you don't allow those over you to give account or to watch over you with joy the next thing is a grief comes in and when grief comes in the communication is cut off and when the communication cut off guess who comes in the middle uncle satan Because if 
you are cut off from the source that God say you have to be receiving the bread of life from immediately that source is cut off another source will be attached and that's the source of darkness so Satan starts feeding your spirits day to day night to night start telling you things start giving you some demonic ideas why because your source has been cut off can I hear you say Lord help me the next are you ready the Holy Spirit is your partner the Holy Spirit is the closest and the best friend you have there is no you see this thing they call my bestie my bestie my bestie when it is time for you to go into certain challenges in life your bestie can never go in there with you just so you know your bestie has always been christ the holy spirit has always been your best man your best your best friend because he tells you things that even the one you think is your best friend can't tell you he reveals things of the secrets to you who else is better to be my chatty chatty body other than the holy spirit That's why I say, you are under this ministry, you got to watch out. You, you must grow. You can't hide anything. You can't put anything aside. Inside of this place is very strong searchlight. Praise God. We must allow the Holy Spirit minister to us. Are you there? He is your guide, your comforter, your counselor, and your teacher. Make the Holy Spirit your associate and partner, and you will excel in life, I tell you. Sometimes, I go on the floor in my house, and I lay down on my face down, alone, and I will cry, call him. A logical person will say, what is he doing? Who is there in the house with him? A man was stopped by a police officer for overspeeding. It was night and the police officer asked the question, how many of you are in this car? The man was alone. He said, I am here with God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, and all the hosts of angels. And the policeman say, I charge you for overloading. <laughs> Praise God. You must have that consciousness of him. You want to see God. You want to experience the Holy Spirit. Be conscious of him. The children of Israel were told to be careful so they don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because you can grieve him. Can he depart? Yes. He can depart from you. If he's grieved. Put down this scripture. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We're not going to read that for time. Lastly. Lastly. 
living a holy life before God. God is holy. God calls us to holiness also. You cannot live in sin and expect God to bring you into the place of excellence in life. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 16 verse 15 to 16. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 15 to 16. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 15. It says, but as he which hath called you is what? Come on, talk to me. Is what? So be ye holy in all manner of what? <laughs> all manner of the way you relate what kind of conversations you have you do have more especially when it has to do with brethren why is it that at your workplace everybody knows you as a chatterbox And people that talk too much have tendencies to change a story. The Bible says, These six things do what the Lord hates. Say, The seventh is an abomination. He that causes division amongst brethren. These six things the Lord hates. The seventh. It's an abomination. Disunity. When we have conversation, let our conversation be without offense and have a direction of purity and holiness. Void of offense. Void of accusations. Give me verse 16. He said, because it is written, be ye what? For I am. For I am. For I am. And we know that our righteousness is the righteousness of Christ. Meaning, we don't live our life, we live the life of Christ. Who is in us? For Christ in you is the hope of glory. So the hope of that holy life is Christ being in you. And Christ being in you is not like Jesus himself. The Bible says he, he, he's gone. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, who is, is his representative here right now with you and I is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit maketh intercession for us. Praise God. While he is resident inside of us, The Bible called him the wonderful counselor. In the Greek, Alos Parakletos, one that looks like me, almost me, but not me. The Holy Spirit is the actual representative of Christ. That's why when you pray, say, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is not Jesus that comes down. No, it's the Holy Spirit that goes into action. So if that Holy Spirit is in you, he polishes your heart. Every one of us know 
that before we take on any step that may be detrimental the holy spirit spoke to us but we ignore that voice because it's not it's not a forceful voice it's a voice that sometimes when he tells you no you feel like your no, that no makes you weak so you want to be strong we got to understand that these steps that have been given today before you you sleep tonight go over them if you need to go over this message you can go over this message and ask yourself where am i now you will know ask yourself am i at the meditation level do i meditate have i crossed the meditation level do i even study which was the first one study to show yourself approved these whole steps you must not you must not come from it because you can't live a holy life when you don't study about god you should follow what then shall be holy unto you if you don't know what is holy bow your heads